I want to just talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Um, it was interesting. Uh, at the men's morning uh, meeting, the, they have 1030 this morning. Y'all still having your ladies thing? Tuesday at 1. Eat before you come. Yeah. Yeah. It could last right through your hunger pains. Um, huh? Eat at El Charro's at 11.30. And then talk, and then 1 o'clock we're here. Yeah, that's a great plan. Taco Tuesday. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's like a dime a day. If you save a dime a day, you can have a taco. At El Charo's at 11.30, right? Okay, that'll work. Or, one cup of Starbucks coffee will afford you two tacos. Maybe three. And a drink! Anyway, we were going, uh, I, I actually uh, had a chance to attend, which is, which is fun. I really enjoy uh, my time with those guys, and um, <clears throat> they were talking about the Holy Spirit, and uh, uh, Richard Mercy was kind of leading uh, li- this past Thursday, and he had like one, two, three, four, five pages of descriptive uh, phrases about the Holy Spirit, things that he uh, does in our lives, and why is important, and... Uh, and then there would be, in parentheses, uh, like two to six scripture references, which was really a lot of fun, and it's really good, and, and maybe we should make them available at the table in the lobby. I think that might be a really good idea. Anyway, so maybe I should follow up with that. Um, I'll try to do that. Did anybody not get a copy of the CD of the family meeting if you weren't here? You know, would you, uh, are there some made or do they need to sign up for it? Okay, just sign up back there at the little sign up thing where the, where the swipe your offering thing is. Um, yeah, because there were some things that we talked about, I think, that are important for everyone to know. But I don't want to go over them again here. I want you to take the initiative to get your CD and listen to it. Um, okay, so Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, why? Why? Seems like Father and Son, that should be enough, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I've noticed in the last year or so, on all different kinds of churches, marquees of all different kinds of Churches, denominations, etc., etc. There's there's little things about the Holy Spirit. It's like, you know, the the Lord is kind of getting His body, His universal body, if you will, His His Holy Catholic Church, if you will, His up to speed on the person of the Holy Spirit and the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. And you know, as charismatics, like, well, or that's what we used to be. I don't know what we are now. We're, we're some kind of a 
conglomeration and, and uh, you know, hodgepodge mix of, of a lot of different um, backgrounds and, and, and uh, leanings and everything else, uh, theologically, experientially, all that. And I think it's a beautiful thing. It's one thing I like about Master Builders is not everybody has the exact same doctrine or theology, but on, on Jesus, on our Christology, we are right together. And that's what binds us together. And, uh, right? Um, it, it, it disturbs me when, when theology and doctrine separate us. I, I don't think that's God's heart and purpose for studying Him and for making our uh, doctrine sound and the things that Paul and Peter and all of those guys, uh, Apollos and all those guys, protected and guarded the doctrine of the early church, <clears throat> actually of the church period of God. So, that being said, um, this, this uh, mix that we have, we don't want to ignore the work of the Holy Spirit because maybe it doesn't align exactly with all the other Christians in the world. I think we need to be aware and I think we need to practice Romans 14 that, we, that it's more important about our coming together in unity, which Jesus prayed for us, one of the last prayers, right? That may, they may be one as Father as you and I are one. And the unity of the body is a powerful, powerful witness to the world that Jesus lives and can do what he claimed he could do, right? So, we look at the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity. If there were no need for the Holy Spirit, why wouldn't it just be a, a duplicity? Is that, would that be it? A duality. Duality. I think that would be... Much better word, thank you. Yeah, duplicity is like re- repetition of things. So, a duality instead of a, 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 a trinity. Uh, but it's not. God is not. Well, we don't think He is. <laughs> See, there you go. So, if the Holy Spirit has been left in the Trinity after creation. We hovered over the earth, right? And anointed people and led people, even in, in the Old Testament. It, uh, he had a, a role and uh, still does. And um, we're given the Holy Spirit. And Phil did such an awesome job. If you didn't hear Phil share and then the sharing that... that uh, uh, proceeded that, followed that uh, teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You should get that. It is really, really good. And uh, I mean, he hit he hit the points scripturally uh, supported and gave examples that were excellent. And then the testimonies, uh, four testimonies that were a varied background, and uh, it, it was just excellent. Uh, you can sign. What's the name of that one? Wow! I want to never guess. That doesn't. No. Anyway, so yeah, sign up for that one. Chris will know what you're talking about. Chris, I really appreciate you doing that. 
you know, making those copies. You know, <laughs> he comes in on Tuesday and uploads it to the website, which you can actually go on the website and listen if you have that technology. You may have the technology, but just not know how to do it. But anyway. So the Holy Spirit is interesting. We were talking about how, you know, and this was my comment, Father we can relate to. I mean, Father, you know, we can relate to that. Father, you know, maybe you didn't have, maybe your father left before you were even born, but you know what a father is. I mean, you, you, you see it. You, and maybe someone came into your family and, and became father to you. I don't, I don't know what your situation is, um, but there's some concept of father. I mean, we, we get that. And son, we, we get son. We, we can kind of visualize son. You know, you can kind of get a grasp on what son is. But then you say spirit, and it's like, <laughs> what? You know, it's like, oh, well, well you know, is that, uh, uh, and, and it, actually in the King James, it's Holy Ghost. I mean, hey, Right? Holy Ghost. You know, it's like, you think, it's like Casper, you know? Or it's like, you know, uh, you know, what was that? What was that? What was that stupid movie? Ghostbusters. Oh my goodness. And it was the Michelin. Anyway. Ghost, like, do you mean like a spook? A hank? No. But even God says about himself, he's a spirit, and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we need to gain, we need to ask the Lord. If, if When we say Holy Ghost or we say Holy Spirit, it's like, mm, I get Father, I get Son, but Holy Spirit, meh, you know. And those Holy Spirit people, they do weird stuff. I mean, you know, my dad, my dad used to say, he said, I don't mind being called a holy roller. He said, I can't think of anything better to roll in than holiness. And he had a lot of sayings. <laughs> yeah, he did. So we need to be more relaxed with that. And there are things that happen when the Holy Spirit is turned loose, when we don't hold back the Holy Spirit. We don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And He's free to do a lot of things, but He's such a gentleman. You know? If you don't want Him around, He still lives in you, but you know what? He's not going to bug you. Is that okay? To say that? But He will draw. He'll draw you. He'll say, hey, I got a word for you. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. And we can say yes, or we can say, I don't know. That's a little scary. That's a little spooky. But there are a lot of things that the Holy Spirit does. And I will make those sheets available to you. I mean, it's, it, it is a fun little study. And guess what? You don't have to search. It's all written out for you. Yeah. And you still have to look it up, you know, unless you can type it in and it'll come up for you. Um, but the Holy Spirit is very important. Very important. 
In creation, right? He hovered over the earth. Mentioned that. In salvation, right? It's the one that draws us. It's the one that speaks of Jesus, and we're going to read that. In our life walk, in our life walk, he's, He is there to lead, guide, direct, protect, you know, guard, warn, comfort. Oh my goodness. I mean, it goes, the list goes on. That's just to name a few. He, he, is, he is the power to witness. We've been talking a lot about being light and salt, and I've, I've probably talked about that for many years. So let's start with salvation. 1 Corinthians 12.3, New American Standard. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking of the Spirit of God says Jesus is a curse. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So, doesn't that to you make the Holy Spirit critical component of salvation? I mean, He's active and working. We can't even say that Jesus is Lord, which requires belief, which is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house, right? So, by the Holy Spirit, we are able to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. That's important. That's important. Why should we be afraid of the Holy Spirit? Maybe if we studied a little more and knew a little more, we would relax a little bit. There's a saying that the things that we fear are the things that we don't know and understand. But once we know and understand, then the fear is gone. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. And so there is a knowing in loving. There's a trust in loving. Right? We don't have to go there. Ephesians 4.30 Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Isn't that interesting that we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God? And I don't know that that's so much make him feel bad as it is put him off. Are you with me? If you feel put off, that's like grieving. So, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God when He is... When he's rising up, when he's speaking to you, when he's somehow communicating his spirit to your spirit, and, and there's a sense that you know his presence, here's the salvation part. By whom you were sealed. Sealed for the day of redemption. That's like having a stamp. It's like on the back of a letter when they used to drop the wax and then they put the seal in there. This is like, okay, this is official. This is a done deal. This is absolute. I'm approving of this. And the Holy Spirit is the one who seals our salvation. So not only does he give us the ability to receive Jesus and and make the statement that we believe in him, that we write... That Jesus is Lord. And that's not the same as the devil's 
uh, those believe in tremble, but they don't believe like believe and say, I believe in trust and rely on Jesus as my Lord and Savior, right? My Redeemer. Only by the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit seals us, gives us the stamp of approval. It's like, it's like having your name changed. You know? You've got a different identity. You're sealed with a new name. It's awesome. I think it's pretty awesome. A lot of people have changed their names when they become saved. Um, you know, Abram was changed to Abraham. Right? A lot of stuff anywhere. Romans 8, 10 through 17. If Christ... Now this is going to cover a lot, okay? If Christ is in you... So we, we, we've been born again by the wooing of the Holy Spirit. We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one who paid the price, Right? You don't leave Jesus out of the mix. I mean, it's just like when we had communion, we remember. New covenant in his blood. He died, he took everything on himself that was really ours. In Christ in you, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. That's your spirit. But if the spirit, spirit of him, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. There he is. He's present. He's dwelling. You are his habitation. You are his tabernacle. This is not his tabernacle. This is a sheep shed. This is a building in which we can stay warm and dry and have meetings and childcare and, you know, and whatever. But you are the tabernacle of God, the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is God and God's the triune God, then really God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are there. And don't let that bother you. Just be glad. Right? Just be glad. The very Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that's another one of his jobs, dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Twice. Dwells in you. Dwells in you. It's awesome. It's important. Don't leave out the Holy Spirit. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. We can't say, oh, I just... I." I'm trying to reckon it dead. You know, I'm trying to 
to, to change. I'm trying to not to do that anymore and everything like that. And if you're doing it under your own power because you don't believe there's a Holy Spirit, or because you believe there's a Holy Spirit but don't believe that He can do this in you and through you and with you, well then, golly, that's got to be sad. That's got to be frustrating. It doesn't have to be because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. He is there. To live in us and through us. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, by the Spirit you are victorious. By the Spirit we're able to reckon dead. The old nature is dead. It was crucified on the cross. You are alive. You're a new creation. But you've got to reckon it in your mind. You, we have to believe that that is true by the Holy Spirit. And then we come alive by His Spirit. Does that make sense? Let me know if I'm dwelling on it too long. I don't know if you can. <laughs> but by the Spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body. You will live for all who are... Watch this now. This, is, this was my central scripture in, in, this, in this passage. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I don't want to miss out on that. I am a son. I want to behave like a son. I want to put to death, reckon dead the deeds of the flesh and the old nature and all of that stuff that goes with it. And I want to be alive to God by the Spirit of God and be called His Son. Amen? That's important. So, you can't leave out the Holy Spirit. We can't. And maybe we don't. Some of us are at different stages in our growth and our maturity. Oh, I thought that thing had turned off. Um, But as we're led by the Spirit, as we pay attention to the Spirit, and I want to speak just a little word of encouragement, is that Jesus said this. He said, My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. If by the Spirit we have said Jesus is Lord, and by the Spirit we've been sealed, who can unseal it? I don't know. Just a thought. Sealed. Then we walk into that place where we're led by Spirit and we're called sons. That's huge. Because we're acting like our dad. Because we're being led by the Spirit, right? And by the Spirit, we're putting to death the deeds of the flesh. By the Spirit, by the Spirit. Yeah. It's more than just being slain in the Spirit. It's a walk. It's a daily power. Encouragement. Comfort. 
identity. All of that. By the Holy Spirit. That's good. That's good. I can get excited about that. Now, I think it's pretty cool to get slain in the Spirit too. But, you know, <laughs> you can get slain in the Spirit and then be a sorry, sorry, sorry person. And there is no witness. Oh, there's a witness. But it's not the right witness. Right? God is working on us. Developing the character of Jesus in us. As we participate in the body of Christ. And I know that's a whole other sermon. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons. By which we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy. Mm, Dad. Dad. Papa. You know? And we sit in his lap. And like a hen gathers her chicks, he puts his arms, his wings, his feathers, whatever, around us and cuddles us up. He says, peace, peace, not as the world gives. Amen? And this is all by the Spirit. Paul just continuing, the Spirit this and the Spirit that. And we received the Spirit of adoption. The Spirit, watch this, verse 16. This is another key. The Spirit Himself. Now, when I read this, think about what it would be if the Spirit didn't do this. If we weren't open to the Holy Spirit of God. We, he's still going to do this, but we might miss it. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Do you ever doubt? Do you ever wonder? Do you ever sense like, oh my gosh, where did God go? Remember the sign in the tea room in Bradenton? It said, if you feel far from God, guess who moved? Yeah. I don't know how theologically sound that is, but we have a lot to do with how what we believe is powerful in how we behave. And I preached on that a couple of weeks ago. But for all who are being led by the Spirit, the Spirit Himself, verse 16, testifies. <laughs> he testifies to Jesus, doesn't He? The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And I, I you know, it's like so many people, so many unbelievers over the centuries. I can remember when I was a kid. People say in the church, but what about all those people in Africa that haven't heard the name of Jesus? It's like, come on, come on, how small is God? He's not that small. His Spirit, His Holy Spirit can testify with their spirit just like He testified with your spirit that we are children of God. Amen? They can't do that until He woos you and calls you. But there's that concept that the Holy Spirit can speak to your spirit right past your intellect. Amen? Right past your intellect. That's amazing to me. That's amazing. I'm going, I'm going a little late. 
Uh, it's okay. It's okay. If children, heirs also, <laughs> if heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. In other words, if we hang in there with him, if we experience what Jesus experienced in love, in sacrifice, in caring, in perseverance, then we reign. And it's a job of the Holy Spirit to keep bringing us there, to keep working in us. To reign. Man, you guys are so quiet. It's okay. Um, everybody okay? It's okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, the mind can only absorb what the bottom can endure. Uh, I want to respect that. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Um, next week, it's about being led. Being led by the Spirit. Because, um, and the title is Lead Me On. So, hey, let's pray together. Lord, you... <laughs> You're amazing. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who calls us to salvation, who introduces us to Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for sealing us for that day. Lord, we thank you For your spirit who witnesses with our spirit that we are children, your children. And Father, I pray for every person in this room that our sensitivities would be heightened. That our awareness would grow with relationship to recognition of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I pray that that become... A deeper reality for each of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, Redeemer, friend, brother, lover of our souls. Amen and amen. Opportunity for prayer, always.